Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Not always there when you call. <laughs> Not always on Saturdays, but we're always on time. <laughs> Gave you up, never. <laughs> Baby, we pied. <laughs> that was a deep cut, and and, and also no, keep off going, the, keep going, nah, okay. also off the top of the head. Do you know what song that was? No, fuck no. Are you uh, kidding me? I, 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 would, I was gonna ad lib. I would follow melody. You know what makes me? It's not really hard to do. It wasn't. That's not even the melody. Because if I played the song for you right now, you would you would be blown. I'd be able to make up some stuff. How 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 much into Ja Rule's discography? <laughs> Where's Ja? <laughs> Always on time. Shout out to all our black listeners and our white listeners that are hip. As, as hip as Zig comes off sometimes, there's some songs at the cookout that everybody would be jamming to. That and I just kind of like look around and I'd be yeah. like scrolling through Twitter. Nah, nah, dude, you'd totally be the white guy in the corner snapping his fucking fingers and tapping his toes like, that jar rules something else, isn't it? <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Fucking Hank Hill is Ned Flanders. I was ass. talking. I was talking to somebody last night where I was trying to break down the difference between white people and white people. Whites. <laughs> and Stephen I A. Used, Smith was I used saying. King of the Hill as an example, and I was yeah, just like, "It's perfect, yep, though. Yep, it's perfect." But Ed, what if they ask you for a well done? You tell them politely but firmly to leave. <laughs> I think if one show perfectly represents like the Ameri- the white American perspective, <laughs> King of the Hill does that, like encompasses that. Like we already perfectly. wrote, we basically wrote an episode where it was like, you and I came up with an episode to bring it back where like Hank Hill is having to struggle between voting for Trump or Biden. <laughs> I totally feel like Hank would have ended up voting for Biden in the end. Oh, and here's why. Because I... Trump would have wanted to build his wall through Hank's yard. <laughs> is that why we decided that? <laughs> that's how that, that's totally how that episode would go. Uh, who becomes the, so Dale becomes the only, Q- It would only uh... be like... It would be a real small part of Hank's. I don't like this episode though because Dale obviously becomes the QAnon supporter, right? Like the, and I don't want to do that to Dale because Dale is like my favorite character. So, I'll next level you. The John Dale is the voice of reason, trying to put like Mueller report and everything together. Bill is the QAnon. I was just about to say, actually, I could totally see Bill going in on the QAnon shit, right? And Dale is like... Flip a coin on Boomhauer. Yeah, it's totally flip a coin on Boomhauer. I feel like Boomhauer is out on Trump once the grab him by the pussy thing happens. No, man, I don't know what he said. I can't get down with the bottom of grabbing the bottom of the pussy. No. And you know Peggy is Biden all day. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy voted for Hillary the first time around, so she's like still super pissed about the shit, right? 
wore a pantsuit to go vote for her and everything. No, Peggy was <laughs> Peggy was probably like, well, it's not Hillary, and if I vote for Biden, I know Biden's gonna pick her as his VP, and then there's the episode where she finds out it's Kamala Harris and flips her fucking shit. Dude, she's like, I bought all these pantsuits for nothing! <laughs> I can just see her now. Hank, Hillary's running for president. I'm breaking the shoulder pads out. <laughs> My favorite... Still, I've told you this one. One of my favorite Peggy moments. People hate on Peggy, but I think Peggy is like low-key one of the funniest characters in the show. The part no, where they were totally, talking, dude. Yeah, where they were talking about um, Hank and Peggy swinging with Dale and Dale's wife. And uh, <laughs> Peggy was like, Hank, you would get her and I would get Dale. You know who wins out of that? Dale. <laughs> 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 and I'm just thinking about the episode where Peggy is grappling with whether she's a Karen or not. <laughs> well, I've asked to speak to a manager. Like, Hank, no, do you have a retail spot with a legitimate reason <laughs> to be a Karen? To be a would you ask for a manager? Yeah. And she gets filmed <laughs> and is accidentally labeled as a Karen because that would totally fucking happen to Peggy, dude. <laughs> And Bobby's just like, oh my by like, god. By like John Redcord's son. Oh my god. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, Dale's son. <laughs> I'm mad you couldn't remember his name. Isn't it Kevin? I don't know, dude. <laughs> but you could do the voice, though. Bobby Hill. God bless his soul. Oh, and you know they gotta do an episode where Khan is, like, victimized because of the coronavirus, right? And, like... Everybody's like blaming it on him and he's not even Chinese. There's gotta be the episode where or, like Do you think they, Mike they have Judge to do a season do you think running Mike, long bit do you, slash storyline where Bobby for like a year starts uh cross dressing? Oh my god, dude, are you gonna make Bobby the transgender? Cause I feel like it would totally be Kevin. Um it would, uh, 100% be Bobby. Bobby. Are you no, that's me? why. It's too obvious. It's oh, okay. way too obvious. It would have to be fucking Kevin, right? Because he's been like so macho up to this point. Like the episode where he got puberty and got the mustache and his voice got all deep and Louis shit. Luann has to be a TikTok superstar. We can't have Luann, though. Oh, she did. I forgot about that. <laughs> Spoiler alert Luann is dead. <laughs> Damn. R.I.P. Uh, it's like people. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I was talking to somebody the other week about The Simpsons, and they were like, "I mean, they don't really kill any characters off." I'm like, "Yeah, no, Ned Flanders' wife has been dead for 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> like 15 IRL years at this point." Yeah, no. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Uh, today I learned that Pamela. <laughs> today I learned T.I.L. Pamela Alden is the voice of Bobby Hill. Head. Absolutely no idea. Never looked that up. Don't know it's how. Crazy. Like a lot of most like young boys in cartoons and things like that are voiced by women. Yeah, yeah. Like all of the Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, all of the Rugrats. Both Riley yeah, bro or both he, Freeman brothers yeah. were done by Regina King. Yep. Ash was voiced by a woman. Pretty sure Luffy is too. At least the 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 original Japanese versions are. I just. <sighs> Yeah, no, hold on, damn, damn. I had like a total like brain fart just now. What the hell were we just talking about? The level of confusion is rising up. 
and crashing through. After that long preamble, you already know what time it is. This is Doc and Ziggy with the Flood, your favorite weekly pop culture digest, bringing you our pop perspective to put the culture in context and make the mainstream make sense. Because if we do not make sense, we, we don't, don't make make sense. You know, you already just, know uh, it is. where we take the news happening around us and talk about how, how it shapes, shapes the, the culture, culture that, that defines, defines us. us and things that are happening in the culture this week is Fox got the shit sued out of them, and Tucker Carlson took an L. An and L. so did Don Lemon. Yeah, yeah, we gonna talk about that because I feel some kind of way about that Don Lemon thing. Margarine uh, Colored Greens uh, got shut down. Pretty bad. This legally. Legally. Speaking of getting shut down legally. legally Ron Don Santon. Putting, Ron Don Santon. I kind of like that. <laughs> Oh, putting Ron, don't let Ron, uh, don't let Donald hear you. <laughs> Ron Don Santon is getting fucked by the mouse. That sounds like, first of all, first of all, that was a very, very weird way to put that. Um, Ron Don Santon is taking on the mouse and he's going to be ready to take an L. I, I mean, listen, you, you can leave it in because you just, all I'm saying is you put some very weird imagery in my head. But Rondon Santon sounds like an anime character. I know, right? And I don't know if he deserves that name, although he really is like a shitty anime villain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Rondon Santon. It kind of rolls off the tongue. <laughs> uh... And it's almost like a corruption, his last name of being Satan, Rondon Santon. Wow, like Lil Lucifer. Lil Lucifer. Oh, that's cute, I know. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so as we roll along, a lot has happened since the last time we've seen you guys oh, about a week ago. About uh, a week you ago. You know, Twitter had basically a giant Armageddon. Aaron Rodgers went in a cave and walked out of New York jet. Trump shit, Ted Cruz shit. Logan Paul takes another L. Supreme Court's gonna take another L. Bam Margera's gonna take another L. The Flash movie is apparently okay. Elon if taking not awesome. another L. Elon is taking Jonathan another Majors L. Jonathan Majors is taking an L. A lot of L's were handed out over the last week or so. Uh, so let's- But if we're talking about L's, let's talk about some W's with this hit on the algorithm. Bing! Double Fantasy by Weekend featuring Future. Oh, dog, that shit bang. <laughs> that shit bang. Fresh it's off heavy. the presses, too. Oh, I know. Oof, it's heavy. So, normally, it's a vibe for the like. It's a vibe for the summer. I feel like that shit definitely gonna ring throughout the rest of the summer. So, normally I ask you for a number, but you didn't answer fast enough. So I asked uh, my friend Kenny for a number between between ten and fifty, and he gave me. 37. If you didn't know, now you know. We're going 37 years back. 37 years back. Into the Billboard charts to check and see what song was popping on the playlist in the and rotation this one, back. This one definitely lives in rotation. Um, I'm also still very fucked up that 37 years ago was <laughs> 1986. 
I feel attacked right now. Um, I'm not time is a by human the way. concept. Blah 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 blah. blah time isn't real anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, in 1986, the number one hit song for April 26th would be "Kiss" by Prince and the Revolution. Hey, shout out to one of the goats. Yeah, no, one, one of the goats. goats, if not the goat, right? Like Prince might have been. See, I would have really loved if Prince wasn't so like pious. I would have really, which is really weird to say for the dude who had his like ass cheeks out on stage. I want to say he's a Jehovah's Witness. He is. Oh, okay. You you do remember that to confirm yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, you so, do remember Prince is a rock icon, so yeah. I know the rock history. Of okay. Prince. Fair fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so you know Prince is a Jehovah's Witness, then, yeah. right? Like, um, he, like Prince is not only just a black icon. But he is just a rock icon in general. Yeah, so for the dude who had his ass cheeks out on stage, mm-hmm. it's super wild to know that later on in his life, he was a uh, Jehovah's Witness. And, you know, wouldn't even, like, touch, like, rap records for a lot of people and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, wouldn't even allow Kevin Smith to use um, one of his songs in the movies because the movies, the movie that was being made had cussing in it, and Prince was Here's like... Here's another one you might not know hold on hold on prince was like no you can't use my song in your movie but can you make this documentary for me (laughs) and of course he said yes prince turned down the role of ruby rod in the fifth element the one that chris Chris tucker Tucker later ended up playing did you because of the content of the movie but it was supposed to be prince it was written for prince i could see that um, did you know he turned down the role of the rival in Michael Jackson's bad video because of the line, your butt is mine. <laughs> and Prince was like, what am I gonna, he was like, do you really think I'm gonna show up in a song where another dude is telling me that my butt is his? <laughs> He's like, look, that's I made rest apart, that's I ain't gay. <laughs> right. Which is super wild, right? Because everybody would think, that nigga with the purple guitar and his ass cheeks out is gay as Nah, he's the straightest one there. Oh, and knocking down some bad joints. Bad. Bad. It is. The infinite swag of the, the Chappelle basketball uh, Because that is really because that's how he is. Prince. That, that really Prince. was Prince, dog. You saw the that. You've seen the actual picture frills of that game, right? would really wear frills on his shirts and then take your girl, take your pet panties, throw them and on then stage. wear her clothes. Yeah, like the the power of a confident androgynous man. It's what's got Republicans in a stir. Also, another prime example. Every go ahead. time we mention, go ahead, say it. David Bowie. There you go. David Bowie. You just look at David Bowie through his entire career, and like you said, the, uh, you know, Dancing in the Street video with yeah. Mick Jagger. Oh, no, dog, that like, video is gay as fuck. That's like softcore gay porn. <laughs> that but video you know is what? gay as fuck. At the same time, David Bowie was married to one of the biggest supermodels in the world, Yvonne. Yeah. So here's the difference, though, I think, between Prince and David Bowie. Also, Prince, or, uh, well, Prince, obviously, but Bowie, giant ally, would go on MTV on interviews in, like, the 80s, and he'd oh, like, why yeah. aren't you playing yeah. black music? Yep. I feel like Prince would have confidently labeled himself a cis man, 
Whereas David Bowie, I feel like I could totally see adopting the they them moniker. Me too. I feel like David Bowie would consider himself genderless, whereas Prince is confidently like yeah. set in his. <laughs> I cannot believe that nigga is Jehovah's Witness dog. Like it blows my fucking mind. Like the Jacksons also started out as Jehovah's Witnesses, but a lot of them, I don't know if you knew this, converted Some of them just ended up as witnesses. Converted to Muslim later on in life. Like I think even Janet is a Muslim. Speaking of Janet Jackson, her concert just had to get rescheduled because the Celtics fucking lost game five. What? Yeah. What? For real? Yeah, so they did the Hawks didn't expect to host another playoff game. So the Celtics lost and they had to move Janet Jackson's concert. Which is the same day now of the Taylor Swift show. Mm, hot take? It's not really a hot take. I feel like Janet Jackson is more of a cultural icon than Taylor Swift. Um, I agree. But then there were people who would be like, Janet Jackson never occupied the top ten with well, every you single know, single Taylor Swift is unapologetically or consciously a white supremacist <laughs> Taylor also didn't have her... Ooh, what do you think is worse? Kanye snatching the mic from Taylor or Justin snatching Janet's to the The worst for who? Taylor or Janet? Oh, it was a thousand times worse for Janet. Hey, I, okay, I just wanted to see, like, I was like, checking the Taylor temperature here. Taylor got to play the victim at, I mean, because in that situation, she actually was. I mean, so was Janet, though. Like, I don't think she agreed to have her titties snatched out in front of, like, the entire nation. I would, I would also argue that more people saw Janet's titty than saw Taylor Swift get the mic snatched from her. We're talking about- more memeable than the other. Uh, the titty thing would have totally been a meme if it the still internet... is, but it's not as often as the, the yeah. Beyonce at one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> and you want to know one of the reasons that that meme is so great? Because Kanye is unironically wearing shutter shades. I mean, he was the one yeah, that I feel I know, like, aside still, from Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy would You're say like, it was him. This guy is wearing shutter shades. Can we talk about that for a minute? Like, yeah, like, I just want to say that they had an unnecessary chokehold on a lot of y'all for a really long time. Are you talking to, like, my people? It's not just your people. A lot of us. Yeah, it would. I never owned, I've worn a pair, but I've never owned a pair of shoes. Did you wear them unironically? It was a banging party, so yeah. See, like, I feel like with Soldier Boy. One time, yeah. What Soldier Boy did to white people was really unnecessary. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Soldier Boy. For that one, it was Kanye. And the Stronger video specifically. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like in defense of Soldier Boy, Kanye wore them because Soldier Boy <laughs> Soldier Boy walked so Kanye could be stronger. Uh, and Everybody on Instagram, the way- learned, they, they watched the Soldier Boy music video and then remembered, they're just like, holy shit, let's pump contrast to max. Yo, the way them shits had a chokehold on y'all at them EDM shows. Listen, I don't know if the light visuals was better when you rolling on Molly I, I through the shutter shades, but if you bought your ticket for a rave through Live Nation or Ticketmaster, that's not a rave. Mm. Your ticket's got to say like admit one <laughs> that you have to buy from somebody in an alley or that your friend's girlfriend's cousin 
whose roommate knows a guy, like, those are the rapes. Like, if you walk into a condemned building that feels like it's gonna fall down from subwoofers, that's a rave. If you're scared to drink the stuff that they have there, that's a rave. Drink a lot at concerts either, because bottles of water be like six dollars. <laughs> if there's a licensed bar there, it's not a rave. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Speaking of good ones, I was perusing through the internet earlier today, and um, I came across a question on "Am I an asshole?" subreddit. Mm, yo, and I think that we have the answers. I know everything. I know wisdom. I know bad religion. I know good karma. You ain't got the answers, Sway. I've been doing this more than you. This is the segment where, like I said, Doc and I might peruse the internet and stumble across the particular question that we feel equipped to answer. So let us don our monikers. I am Zygmunt Freud. And I am the wise and great Docrates. The question is, am I the asshole for embarrassing my nephew and ruining his reputation? I mean... Off, there is always a story attached. Right, I was going to say off rip. Uh, that sounds like... He also sounds like he's kind of bragging about it, which I feel like is kind of ominous but let's go for it my 17 year old nephew's going through this like rebellious phase where he won't listen to anyone and keeps acting up so he's a teenager because of this my brother asked if i could take him for a few weeks because my niece developed some health issues unrelated to his behavior since health issues started way before i said sure i laid down some rules to my nephew on the first day I was relaxed but my one strict rule was no guests nothing personal i just don't want random kids in my house but he's allowed to hang out with them in the backyard or anywhere else as long as he's back by 11 p.m. and stays out of trouble. I was go it was going well for the first couple of days, but I caught a girl sneaking out at 4 in the morning, which gave me a heart attack. I let them both have it, and I told my nephew if this happened again, then we'll have to revisit the rules if he isn't mature enough to handle them. Not even a week later, it's around 1 a.m., and I'm chilling in my room. I'm usually asleep by this time, but I had a day off. I heard giggling, and I just knew that he had a girl in the house. So I decided to embarrass him because scolding and yelling wasn't working. I stood outside of his door, knocked real loud, and yelled, I forgot to tell you, but your anime cosplay costume just came in. It's in the basement if you want to try it on. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with anime or cosplaying, but my nephew and the type of people he hangs out with do not like it. Uh. I heard the girl laugh before my nephew ran to the door, unlocking it, and began going, what the fuck are you talking about? I gave him a look, he rolled his eyes, and I told the girl to leave. Side note, it was a whole different girl. She was laughing the whole time. <laughs> she, yeah, because that shit's hilarious. Anyway, go ahead. She finally left and my nephew started yelling at me for embarrassing him. He said that if I ruined his social life, he'd hate me forever. I told him not to disrespect me and then he should be and that he should be glad I didn't embarrass him even more. He said that it would have been better if I just yelled at them and I reminded of the last time which he shut up. I then told him that either way, the girl clearly knew I was joking, but I'd actually order a costume just for him next time if he brings another girl over. <laughs> he then said fuck you and went to his room. It's been a few days and he hasn't had any girls over and he instead hangs out in the backyard with his friends. 
I feel like it might have worked, but he's upset about the joke. He told me that the girl told her friend group, and now like five girls think he's an anime cosplayer. I told Whoa. them that they're just teasing him, but he insists I've ruined his reputation. I don't, he does. I don't have kids, so I feel a little bad. Okay. Is she an asshole? She? The is the post. Oh, okay. An asshole. I'm gonna ask for embarrassing her nephew. I'm gonna ask you. How do you feel? I think this is hilarious because honestly, she's not the asshole. Because if you're hanging out with people that really will like trip up over you liking anime in 2023, fuck them. First and foremost. Um, second of all, I'm going to go ahead and say that yes, OP is an asshole, but not for what she did um simply because based off of the way she was gloating about it um and the way that she typed the story out i just feel like she's an asshole so <laughs> um she's on. not the asshole in this situation but generally yeah, she sounds she's like, like an, an asshole. asshole she sounds like an asshole dude she sounds like she was like gloating. it's one of those Technically, you're not wrong. And also, like... But you're still an asshole. Like, corny. Like, you're, I'm like, ah, you're corny. Like, I ruined his life. Like, no, you didn't. It's well, I mean, like, as a 17-year-old teenager, I can, under, I can... I have had moments like that. Like, when my dad told me I couldn't take a train to Philadelphia to see yeah. Danzig by myself, I thought the world was ending. Yeah, exactly. When he took my YouTube tickets, I thought the world was and ending. And that's why... He took my Ramstein yeah. tickets. I thought the world was ending. And that's why I'm like, she's not an asshole for what she did, because it was probably, like, the fucking corniest thing she could have did. Like, your anime cosplay costume is, is in the basement. It is fucking hilarious. Like, though. dude, it sounds like, it sounds like some fucking Peggy Hill shit. Like, get out of here, you cornball. Like, OP, like, you could have embarrassed him way more than that. Um, you could have <laughs> said you picked him up some more Depends. Uh, so don't forget to get them out of the kitchen. Like, you could have actually picked up Depends, right? And opened the door and was like, oh, I forgot, you know, before you go to sleep. Like, here you go. Like, that would have been way more embarrassing. Go buy a cheap costume, right? There's a Spirit Mart up around the corner from you. I'm sure there is because there, there always is for no reason. It's not even close to Halloween. You get the costume, and you don't say it's in the basement. You you open, you kick the fucking door open with the costume. Like it came in. Are you ready for the convention? Like she could also just be like, nephew, there's a girl at the door for you while the girl is there. Or just open the door and go, oh, you're not the girl from last week. Didn't I tell her she couldn't be? Oh wait, you're not her. <laughs> right? Like I'm sorry, you don't know any better. Yeah. Like, come on. She Would you mind leaving? She could have done way worse, right? It sounds like her nephew is being a fucking 17-year-old. Yeah. And is, like, being melodramatic about fucking everything, right? Um, so I'm wondering, like, it does sound like this thing is, like, awesome wild shit, though. Yeah. Like, girls over every night. Like, okay, like, calm down with that just a little bit. I hope protection is being used. They are holding some serious hands. <laughs> But I'm gonna hold your hands so tight. Oh man, I feel like yeah, OP is a cornball. Um, more than an asshole. She's a cornball. But what she did is not an asshole thing to do. No. She's just an asshole. Yeah. And a cornball. So she's not the asshole. She's just, she's just an, an asshole. asshole. And Got a, it. And a cornball. 
absolute cornball. So, so would you say that this is a soft move or a boss move? That's a total soft move. Total soft move? Well, that's great because we have a couple of soft move or boss move. Moving on, it's time for soft move or boss move. Ooh, a couple of good ones to balance things out here, hopefully, because I am totally disappointed in her. Am I the asshole? Like, get out of here, you cornball. So, this is one that you sent me. Um, there is a guy apparently suing the Lord of the Rings company for stealing some of his fanfiction? I'm going to say it's a boss move because the balls on this guy. Yeah, so I found an article on PCGamer.com right there. <laughs> with the headline, the balls on this guy. <laughs> An author is suing Amazon, not just J, <laughs> J.A.R. Tolkien's grandson, but also Amazon and J.A.R. Tolkien's grandson, claiming they infringed on his Lord of the Rings fan fiction. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and author is suing the Tolkien estate, claiming that his copyright infringement to Lord of the Rings Ring of Power. Last year's TV show is based on appendices of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit, right? Right. So that's what the the show is actually based on. Yeah. Right? Is like based off a lot of the Cimmerillion. Demetrius Poly <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce this dude's last name. It's absolutely wild. Demetrius Polytrone. <laughs> Guy from LA um, is claiming that the Tolkien estate and Amazon infringed on his his intellectual property. Is fan fiction intellectual property? I feel like it's got to be only like partially. So Polly Tyrone had registered his fan fiction book with the copyright office in 2017. Is that possible? Like Tolkien's not public domain. I mean, shit. Winnie the Pooh just became public domain. So he's been at this since 2017, right? When he filed the copyright for his fan fiction. Um, in 2019, with excitement to collaborate with the Tolkien estate in anticipation of publishing his book to the public, Polly Tyrone hired an attorney to contact the Tolkien estate again. The Tolkien estate's attorney rebuffed any attempt at collaboration the very next day, according to the complaint filed by Polly Tyrone. So he says he then personally delivered a copy of the manuscript to Simon Tolkien himself at his home. <laughs> and notes included the copyright symbol on the manuscript. Oh. You don't even have to keep it. This is such a boss move. Boss move. <laughs> this is such a fucking boss move. He got no response from that. <laughs> so he wrote a letter asking for it back. <laughs> and that he would publish the Lord of the Rings uh, thing in addition with six other book series completely independently himself. This is such a fucking boss move. Boss move. <laughs> he followed through and published The Fellowship of the King in September 2022, which also happened to be when the Ring of Power aired. <laughs> the novel is available for purchase on Amazon itself, right? He admits in the complaint that the book is inspired by The Lord of the Rings and the J.R.R. Tolkien series, but claims that it is nevertheless wholly original in book and in concept. 
which the Rings of Power rips off in various ways. So, is it based in Middle Earth? The book is based on, but not inspired by, the Lord of the Rings series. According to Polly, so it sounds like it's based on Middle Earth. Its prologue is set in the Shire. It's in Middle Earth. Got it. And its first fictional character is introduced as Eleanor. Super fucking boss move. This is a ginormous fucking boss move. This guy's taking on Amazon and Tolkien with a fucking house with a manuscript. He dedicated a page. Uh, to the life works of J.R. Tolkien and son Christopher Tolkien, followed by the sentence, if not for you, this would not be. It is undoubtedly Lord of the Rings fan fiction, according to PC Gamer. And yet, Polly Tyrone apparently thinks he has a case arguing that the similarities between the Ring of Power and the Fellowship of the King, his book, um, constitutes infringement. His book contains a Hobbit character named Eleanor. So does the Rings of Power, for example. It bears. I don't care if he wins. This is a boss move for trying. <laughs> so you, I haven't even told you how much he wants yet. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Two hundred and fifty million. <laughs> he knew he was suing Bezos and just added a couple of zeros. <laughs> He wants 250 million for the fan fiction that he never got permission to actually write. This is such a fucking boss move. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it is kind of hard though. Like, like that's a fucking gangster ass shit. To be like, you stole my Reddit post to make a production. That costed like thirty million dollars an episode to make. No, so based it, off of what I wrote on Reddit, like it would be like if a BuzzFeed journalist took an Ask Reddit post and then sued the OP of the Ask Reddit post for like not for for making another ask reddit post that went viral in a different magazine list of I mean somewhere. I have a fan fiction it based in magic so I've completely given up on making money off of that wow <laughs> oh, bro but we will get to Wizards Coast in a little bit because we still have a couple of soft move or boss moves for you. Um, actually, this one in particular. So this one is a very short one. I saw it on Facebook, and it is a a message that was sent to somebody named Matthew Thompson. I can only describe him as James Corden with glasses and a neck beard. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Hey, you went to Springs Ranch Elementary and you stole my holographic tentacruel from my Pokemon card collection during lunch. Just curious if you still have it, because I'm still mad about it. And now that you're an adult, I wanted to see if you were man enough to admit it. Excuse me, what? <laughs> that That's a real message you got? Hey, no, not me. Oh. This was sent. Oh. And this message went viral. Oh, okay. I missed that part. I'm sorry. I thought so, it was a message you. I thought you said that was a message this you person got. Messages Matthew Thompson, who has one mutual friend with this messenger. That's. Hey, you went to Springs Ranch wow. Elementary and you stole my wow. holographic tentacruel from my Pokemon card collection during lunch. Just curious if you still have it, because I'm still mad about it. And now that you're an adult, I wanted to see if you were man enough to admit it. While you react, I'm going to look up the price of a holographic tentacle. I can't decide if this is a boss move or not. 
listen, I know we love Pokemon, right? And I feel like everybody who loves Pokemon and has Pokemon cards has had a Pokemon card stolen from them, right? Why is Buddy still holding on to that, right? Like, he's not let that shit go at all. Like, how old do you think this dude is? Uh, there are at least 25. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? He's probably going through therapy, and his therapist was like, you need to confront your past. You need to, you know, really release the traumas that you faced and cope with them in a way that feels healthy for you to develop and grow. And he was like, you know, right? There's a problem here. I've discovered a problem and this might throw the entire question into question. Are you ready? So I was just looking up to see how much Tentacruel would be. And turns out that the original Tentacruel was printed in fossil, but it was printed in uncommon. Therefore, it never had a holographic printing. What a twist. Never? Not that tentacruel, no. So I would have to know at what time they were in elementary school together. <laughs> right, to know if this was a real tweet or not. Well, no, the message is real. Now, real if, message, if we're talking yeah. like maybe that it was Misty's tentacruel, but you think it would be very distinctly memorable that you stole my Misty's tentacruel. Maybe he doesn't remember that it's... <sighs> No, like you so, would know if you had a Blaine's Charizard so are versus you, a Dark Charizard. Are you saying he's trolling? I have a feeling that this might be trolling. So does that make it a soft move or a boss move in your opinion? It's a very clever clout chase post, but it's a soft move to make. Soft it. move. Because it's very funny. I'm going to have to play devil's advocate here and say that it's a boss move boss because move. this shit went viral. <laughs> Can you Apparently, imagine? I followed up on it, and they said that I did have a follow-up post to this. An update for everyone. Matt and I are messaging each other. We're cool, and we plan to meet up and go through Pokemon cards at his parents' house. The post was entirely meant as something comical, and I really enjoyed reconnecting with some of Miss Johanner's fourth grade class. As the rest of you sensitive motherfuckers, y'all can kiss my ass. If I knew the post was going to go viral, I would have covered his face. But other than that, I regret nothing. I get to reconnect with somebody over Pokemon cards, and I think that's neat. Does that change your perception in already? No, I still stand by it being a boss move. Because if that's all he really wanted, then absolutely this is a boss move because it went viral, dog. <laughs> Can you imagine messaging somebody that and then waking up the next day? It is her, her name is also Jolene Bray. Her, her, yeah. Oh, my bad. I missed that part. Uh, could I you, didn't actually tell you uh, her name. I shouldn't have assumed her gender. I'm so sorry, Gen Z. I set you up to failure. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't shame me. Yeah, no, can you imagine, like, messaging somebody that and then waking up the next day with all these people in your inbox with all these, like, sympathies? Like, I'll mail you. People were probably offering to mail her tentacruel cards and shit like that. There were definitely people that were just like, well, was he man enough? Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, and I then apparently multiple groups, but I did see it in UAL. And UAL, of course, goes... Well, was he mad enough? Yo, but this, and apparently this shit got so out of hand that people like fucking cyber stalked this thing because they could see his face, right? So like, yeah, I'm going to have to say that was a boss move. I have one other, but it's really kind of a downer. Uh, it's about somebody running a marathon for somebody with brain cancer after they dumped them. 
Well, I mean, after you set us up like that, I feel like you have to follow through with it. So let's go on. All right. All right. 32-year-old Danielle Epstein says she is running the London Marathon on Sunday in honor of her ex-boyfriend after leaving him because his cancer battle was damaging her mental health. You want the rest of the story? Yeah. Yeah, you got Danielle it. Epstein, you, you 32, can't set me up like says that. she is running the London Marathon on Sunday in honor of her ex-boyfriend after leaving him because cancer battle was damaging her mental health. Her ex, Jell Frenson, was diagnosed in September with a rare and aggressive type of brain cancer, a grade 4 medulloblastoma at the age of 37. Frenson had to learn how to walk again after 17 hours of brain surgery. He also underwent six months of radiation therapy and begun nine months of chemotherapy. The struggle was simply too much for Epstein at the time. Oh my god. <laughs> I felt like the most awful person leaving somebody because they have cancer, but it was damaging my mental health and it wasn't helping. <laughs> See, okay, like, time out right there, right? Because, like, I do want to address the fact not everybody is equipped to deal with that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I feel like you shouldn't necessarily be looked at as an asshole for leaving a relationship with somebody who's dying of cancer. The way that it was written makes me think that she tried for a bit. I I don't think it was you, like, oh, you have cancer, fuck off. You could have left out the part <laughs> where you were like, it's damaging my mental health. That was in the headline and in the article. I know, dude, because she said it and it makes you look like an asshole. This should have been an am I the asshole, not a soft move or boss move, right? It's it's sketchy territory, dude. Like, the, do you wait it out? And then, like, that's so. Like, that's why I said I don't think people are necessarily like wrong for that, right? Because, like, do you know how damaging it is to somebody's mental health to watch the person you love slowly decay over time, yeah. knowing that they're not gonna be here anymore? It's Lovecraftian. Yeah. It's fucking mind-bendingly antagonizing like it's yeah that's that's a lot to force somebody to go through because of society morals and standards and oh it would be the right thing now running the marathon for with him. all that being said now hold on because we haven't gotten to why she's running the marathon for with him. all that being said with all that being said you don't go around town and tell everybody you left this nigga because it was damaging your mental health. There are worse things she could have said. Yes, but that's pretty, that's pretty bad. It's not a crazy thing to think, but it's a crazy thing to say out loud. It's pretty bad. Like, you know, him going through cancer was just a lot for me to handle. Like, no shit. Bitch, how do you think he fucking feels? Fuck out of here. That makes you sound like a piece of shit. It makes you sound like an inconsiderate, like no empathy having ass bitch. Is she running? So you don't have to read the rest of the article. I just need oh, no, to that's know. It. Is she running the rest? Uh, is she running the marathon? Like in remembrance of him? Is he dead or is I she don't think running? He's dead. 
is she running it like in celebration of her leaving him because that's the that's, those are two very different reasons to be running the marathon right is she like this is for my boyfriend my ex because he can't do this anymore because that doesn't nigga will say be dead anything soon. about the ex dying so he's not dead yet but he he is expiring so she's is she apparently he's learning how to walk again so it just okay so i feel like i feel like he's making a very slow recovery <laughs> so once again we get to whose life is this a celebration of because she says she's running it for him but does that mean is it because like, he can't walk in spite of him or in celebration of him i would it sounds like in celebration of yeah yeah so are we then to assume that this publication um took the easy way out and wrote the most salacious headline to an article that could easily be misunderstood um considering it was the daily loud oh probably yeah, absolutely <laughs> Because that's a wild fucking headline. Like, So, what's your verdict, Socrates? Like I said, I don't really think this is a soft move or boss move. I think this is more of an am I the asshole kind of thing. Is she the asshole? I'm actually going to say no if she's running it in celebration of him. Like, it... Also... It, why, doesn't, it says in honor of, not in memoriam of. Right, so... In honor of the end, that's what I mean. Like in honor of the breakup, in honor of him. Like, are you raising money? Like, cause then a uh, chair. Well, again, the Daily Loud might just take that headline because of how salacious it sounds, regardless yeah. of if there's a fundraiser attached. That's, yeah, that's why I'm like, is there a fundraiser attached? Cause I don't want to label this woman an asshole. She's like, actually, like she broke up with him, but she's running a marathon to fundraise for him. Like, that's different. Yeah. Right? That, I feel like that's not, like, hero level. That's, like, a chaotic good. Is that chaotic good? It shows that you give a shit about them. Yeah. But you're like, I can't can't be with you anymore and watch you die, dude. Like, that's gonna fuck me. But I can do what I can within my means. Like, it almost sounds like a secure your mask first type of thing. So, then... It is a boss move if... She's raising money for him. So then you're her boyfriend. Miraculously, your cancer goes into remission and you recover. Do you take her back? If it was me? I thought you were going to say if she ran, like if she fundraised for me. (laughs) Do you take her back though? That, the answer to that requires context. Nope. No, no, it doesn't. The answer is no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, yo, you could have waited it out for me. I've you never had cancer it. before. It's so. brain cancer. I feel like <laughs> it's miraculous I'm still here. Right? Like, I did. At least you didn't dump it for not having hair anymore. Uh, like, go do some ayahuasca and, and call it a day after that. It's like, no, that's terrible. You can't ask somebody to grieve like that. Yeah, no, I'm still not taking her back, though. Like, miraculously, if I if I make it through that shit and you break up with me in the middle of it because that's terrifying. It's, like, just terrible for my mental health. <laughs> my actual health. You could actually just be, you'd be like, 
You know what? I understand, and I don't hold any any. I don't hold any real animosity. But fuck you, me. <laughs> this is a great headliner for fucking Tinder. I beat brain cancer. <laughs> you know how many sympathy dates I get out of that alone? She's like, your cancer is cancer on my mental health. Okay, <laughs> I just I can't. That she's a Gemini. Uh, wow, look at you with the astrological dig there. Um, the real cancer. God damn it. This is coming from a salty crab. And on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break. Break! You take a sound, any sound, record it and then change its nature by multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. So you mentioned taking ayahuasca. No, <laughs> I haven't personally taken ayahuasca for anybody that may be listening. Aaron Rodgers has. Aaron Rodgers, and he still sees the hat, man. Aaron, have you seen him lately? He looks like a Viking. Probably. Like, he's full out, like, grizzled gray beard. Probably because he's preparing for ayahuasca the, uh, going uh, into a cave of darkness for a week i was gonna say preparing for the headman and then he walks out of this cave and had one of the strangest revelations that i don't think i've ever heard a professional athlete say i want to be a new york jet for real that's that's where he's at aaron Rodgers will be hall of fame quarterback from the green bay packers for God knows how long. I mean, he won the 2010 Wants to be Super a jet? Bowl. Is now a New York Jet, which I find funny because the previous Green Bay Packers quarterback that was there for 15 plus years by the name Brett Favre was, awesome. was traded to the Jets. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, was it? Favre was also traded to the Jets. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Are we running out of plot lines? I don't know. Maybe we should do some ayahuasca and figure it out. <laughs> no, because I am not. Like, I know I'm not very plugged in on football. I know you're not super plugged in on I'm football. Not but we be... all know the name Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm not trying to be. And we also from know that, how man. sad the New York Jets historically are. Right. The New York Jets are the Clippers of football. It's like well, that might actually be like the Browns. Well, I mean, the old Browns are now the Ravens. Fun fact. Do you know Baltimore is the only city in the country with two professional sports teams that used to be called the Browns? What's the other one? The Orioles used to be the St. Louis Browns. They moved to Baltimore oh, in 1954. Wow. Changed their name to the Baltimore Orioles. Did not know that. Look at you dropping knowledge. Well, I mean, my dad's an old <laughs> white man. And I grew up going to baseball games with an old white man. Uh, it's an old white man, so I my just know My dad's like, things. back in the 1960s when I saw Mickey Mantle. I mean, I didn't, like, I say that, like, as a joke, but, like, my dad would really tell, like, great Mickey Mantle stories. stories. He really would. It was the bottom of the ninth. You'd see all the dip on the field. 
smell of whiskey off of Mickey's breath. The babies was getting restless. The wives was asleep. I mean, we did. But I was on the edge of my seat. We did. <laughs> Remember, we covered that one story about Mickey Mantle's like greatest memory of Yankee Stadium. And oh, he was yeah. like, the time I got a blowjob underneath the bleachers. Right, right. Excuse me, wasn't even a home run. No, I, it was a home run for Mickey that day. No, I mean, the fucking most hilarious thing was he said, the girl asked me what to do with it. And she said, I don't know. I ain't no cocksucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Cheese and Don't Christ. meet your heroes, people. <laughs> so do you think he'll go? I mean, he's 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 gonna go. He's gonna go. He's, he's gonna go. I don't know why. I mean, at this point, anything can happen. Next thing you Except know, Green for, Bay Packers throw a fuck ton of picks at the Ravens for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I was gonna say, at this point, anything could happen. Except for Colin Kaepernick getting a position. Well, if we're talking about anything that can happen and anything is possible, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, boy, because this is getting wild. Well, as of tonight, um, we've got some real upsets. Shocker. The number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo have been eliminated by eliminated. Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? <laughs> it's it, like at first it's well I mean Giannis got hurt at the end or in the first game and he right. didn't play the rest of that game. Yeah. He didn't so, play the second game. So the, the Heat had a huge advantage of Giannis played maybe a third of the minutes in the series. Right. It just it's surprising that not not to say that it's surprising that Giannis makes that big of a difference, right? But you would think that a a coaching time MVP that got I mean, but you would think that a coaching staff that got to this point. Like what? We're doing that as like paid professionals. We're doing pass the ball to Tucker shit. Like come on. You can't tell me that they really didn't account for that. So to get not swept, but like eliminated being the number one like favorite pick. I don't know, that's crazy to me. Even though Joel Embiid is probably gonna be the MVP, everybody knows Giannis is the best player in the world. He's a fucking alien. In the world though. The dude is so good, everybody learned yeah. how to pronounce his last name. Antetokounmpo. It's just Greek. It's not, it's not. Can you say it? Antetokounmpo? Doom! Yeah, not, there you go. You I don't mean, even like, follow basketball like that and you know how to say his last no, name. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard. If you can say Barishnikov, then you can say Antetokounmpo, right? Like Our Celtics have been a little disappointing because as of right now, they gave up an unnecessary loss unenthusiastically to the Hawks. And even though the Celtics didn't even play with real much heart, the game was still close, so I'm not expecting the Celtics to lose this series. But right. it does make me scared for their next round opponent, which would be the Philadelphia 76ers, who won in four games over the absolutely neutered Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. <laughs> so you think the 76ers will really pose that much of a challenge for the Celtics? I don't think so, because Jalen and Jason are some real strong wings, and they can take advantage of Harden's weak defense. 
Tyrese Maxey is pretty small. And uh, basically, Damn, they just have to. You had to do it like that, though. They, they basically <laughs> just have to. Y'all didn't even see, like, he, like, smushed this thing. <laughs> First of all, you're I'm, like. I've seen Tyrese play twice in person. He is incredible. He is incredible, but he is short. Shout out to the short kings. If they just settle with Embiid is going to get 50, but the rest of the team is only going to get 50, then that's 100, and the Celtics can beat 100. So then there's nothing to worry about, right? Uh, like, I'm not excited to see the winner of the Bing Bong New York Knickerbockers versus the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. They are going to be playing against the Miami Heat. And you know what makes me upset about that? I like Boston's chances against Milwaukee. We may beat Miami, but we're not walking out of that series in one piece. Mm, oh, you think that's going to be a rough game? Also, I mean, like, the other thing is, is, is I'm a, a very pessimistic series. Boston fan. I'm a very pessimistic Boston fan. I'm surprised. I'm just as surprised that Boston is in the playoffs again. As much as I am surprised that the Knicks have made it this far. You shouldn't be surprised Boston is in the playoffs, considering they were in the finals last year. I mean, but yes. I keep my expectations low. I'm like, a championship part. quality team, I'd be happy with a playoff series win. I've, you know, it didn't, it wasn't looking good for the Celtics in the beginning of the year. But I mean, they did definitely pull through, um, obviously, because we're, you know, here and uh, we're making it through. But... And it wasn't looking good for the Phoenix Suns as they were floundering earlier this year. And then all of a sudden, they got somebody named Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's why, you know, when you said Giannis is the best player in the world right now, I'm like... You know who he is. He's Kevin Durant. What about Kevin Durant, dog? The Suns have taken the series over the Clippers. And Kawhi Leonard played two games of the series looking like a great investment. Paul George uh, didn't play any of it, and their best uh, player was, ironically, Russell Westbrook, uh, who was kicked <laughs> off, basically thrown off of the Lakers earlier this season. <laughs> and in the deciding game, Russell Westbrook was getting all of this praise, and then in the game that they lost, he went 3 for 18 from the field. So, shit. the buck stops here, people. Shit. Also, the bucks stop here. Uh, literally. They're gone. Um, so the next move is... Uh, the Nuggets have taken down the Timberwolves uh, to move on, unsurprisingly. The number one seed and also have the reigning two-time MVP. And the Timberwolves are a... Uh, how do I put it? Uh, a dumpster fire. <sighs> why do you why, why do you say that? So they traded for Ruby, Rudy Gobert this offseason. Yeah. And he doesn't mesh well with Carl Anthony Towns, who's another seven-footer. Mm. Gobert is a non-factor on offense. And, uh... Damn, my man called him a non-factor, though. He's because like, he, he doesn't do... He because doesn't, he is. He doesn't do He's it. a non-factor on offense. Yeah. And then you, you don't have, have to these worry two about Rudy at all. inherently slower seven-footers in a league where people are spreading out the floor, and they realize this crazy thing. They, they, they realize this fucking insane thing. Are you ready? Three points is more than two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So what you're saying is they started shooting a from, lot yeah, more from the three line. pointers, yeah. which makes the seven footer defending the rim a lot less relevant. They also traded like four of their future first round picks for him. Damn. So just 
bad management. Fucking basketball is becoming more and more like baseball, and it kind of... Which is hilarious, because you know who now is a noteworthy percentage owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Alex Rodriguez. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it's, it's starting to become Moneyball. Dude, like... What kind of packages the more... Which is funny, because at the same time, you have basketball players gaining more autonomy over their like images their their uh, careers and, and like more aspects of their time in the league but the more that that happens the more basketball becomes a numbers game right because they're which is where the advanced analytics is all coming yeah so i don't want to go too far into the series that have better yet to be decided which is uh some talks Golden State King or Golden State versus Sacramento. As yeah. of earlier this night, Golden State just took a three-game to two lead on the Kings. We sure will cover at the result of that next week. Uh, so Sixers Nets that they will be facing the winner of the Celt Hawk of the Celtics Hawks. Like I said, we have the winner of the Cavs Knicks, who are going to be now playing uh, surprisingly against the Miami Heat. Hold on, update. The Miami Heat will be playing the Bing Bong New York Knickerbockers in the second round. Wow. Wow, I told you. I told you. This is going to be Lakers versus Knicks. Miami versus Bing Bong New York Knicks. Jalen Brunson. Man, Dallas didn't even make the playoffs because they didn't want to sign Jalen Brunson. And now Jalen Brunson is looking like the most valuable player in the playoffs right now. So it would have been Kawhi Leonard if the, you know he didn't have to sit all the time and that his team um, what's the word one. So do you think the Knicks are gonna sweep Miami? No, no. that series is gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah. That series is gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for Jimmy buckets in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I'm super sad. The NBA is more fun when the Knicks are good. Like, the NBA is more fun when Boston is good, the Knicks are good, the Lakers are good. I'm super sad because, you know, Jesus and Mero have to be pretty excited right now, uh, but we won't get to hear it because <laughs> there's no more. There's no Don't more. worry, we have Stephen A. Smith <laughs> on the case. Ew. Ew. No, you guys got us. And thank y'all for tuning in. And you know where you can find us. That's at the Flood Pod on everything. And that is on everything. And do we have any more basketball news or is that everything? Uh, that seems to be pretty much just about the update of all of the basketball news. I will try to see if I can pull up who will be playing who in the next rounds. The winner of the Memphis Lakers series will be playing the winner of the Kings Warriors series. Uh, so we could potentially have LeBron versus Steph in the second round. The other narrative, if the Lakers win, would be the Lakers versus the Kings. And the last time the Kings were in the playoffs, they were notoriously fucked out by the referees Uh, against the Lakers. Yeah, because everybody wants to see the Lakers in the fucking finals, right? And then the next playoff series for the West will be the Nuggets versus the Suns. Sorry, Jokic, you're not Kevin Durant. Uh, You're not Kevin Durant. You know who he is. He's Kevin Durant. This playoff series is... This playoffs have been wild, and I have loved it. Yeah. In the Jordan year, what more could you ask for, right, other than a wild playoff series?
Some ayahuasca? Uh, who do you think Jordan is betting on? Not basketball? Uh, He's probably just sitting there spamming horse races. Maybe a cornered fucking... I wouldn't be surprised to see Michael Jordan in an alley shooting dice. He's a poker guy. He has a competition problem. He's a, he's. <laughs> it's not a gambling problem. It's a competition problem. <laughs> what is competing? Other than a gamble. <laughs> Speaking it's, of gambles, that's why they call uh, it a gambit. Any, go, go Speaking ahead. of gambles, you heard that Logan Paul bought a bunch of NFTs now, right? Speaking of gambles, let's talk about NFTs. <laughs> Cause well, one of the most expensive NFTs that Logan Paul purchased was very notably and publicly purchased is now worth about 10 bucks okay the artwork's not terrible i think it right? was like 30 something thousand dollars no it was like 630k i believe i saw when i when i saw the article that you're talking about i think we all realized that the nft bubble just kind of popped right but it was it, like nobody talks about them anymore that was like the most artificially inflated bubble i've ever seen in the in my time like paying attention to the economy i think it's right? hilarious because you came to me like at the very beginning of it he's like you're like well you think the nft bubble is gonna pop and i'm like yeah and you're like yeah me too and then it did like <laughs> it, so hold on let me say that this is a call that Put the drop. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. Gay, 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 I feel like it's also a perfect example of a very poorly executed great concept. Right, because in a world where we are increasingly moving into like a digital space and in a world where things like AI generated art is becoming more uh, abundant, right? The concept behind NFTs seemed like the logical next step, right? You encode your digital art with a traceable tag that allows you to track the sale and like the whereabouts of this like piece of art, right? Like, so this art, like this meme has like a creator, right? Like, because there's a lot of people who create viral memes that go on to make corporations and stuff, thousands upon millions of dollars, right? Like people are literally like printing shirts with the word like fleek on them and making hand over fist and that girl got paid like nothing about this shit, right? Well, what about um, corporations using content creators to spread their product to make millions and millions of dollars? Like MCMs? Like Machinima and, you know, Maker Studios and all that? Oh, okay. And you know how they rely on a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering content creators to publicize their game without actually paying them. I hear the Dungeons and Dragons movie is pretty good. Yeah, uh, I know, but I'm also hoping that it does no numbers because fuck them. And Hasbro, right? Because it seems Wizards of the Coast is owned by Hasbro. Yes. Right. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I've gone on many a rants about, you know, the things that I think, that I think personally are egregiously done by um, Hasbro. It's another thing when it becomes universally egregious to where, like, normies go that's fucked up. My man said normies. I think that's the first time you've ever said normies on the pod. Yeah, you, you played Red Dead Redemption 2? Yes. Okay. Yes. Who were the bad guys in that game? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm geeky because, like, anybody listening is going to be like, he's never played Red Dead Redemption 2 before. That's unbelievable at all. No, I've played the game. Who are uh, the bad guys of Red Dead Redemption 2? The Pinkertons. Everybody knows that. Who are the Pinkertons? The detective agency that makes all detective agencies look like Bond villains. What were they notoriously famous for and when? Blowing shit up. During the... <laughs> the like the early western days? No, mostly during like the 1920s. Very anti-union, anti-immigrant. Mm -hmm. If you're Italian or Irish, well, yeah. you probably didn't know this if you haven't opened a history book. You probably aren't a fan of them. You know, from history books, right? Yeah, they actually don't talk about the Pinkertons a lot. Yeah, they're still around. Yeah, no, they're owned by, like, some Swedish company now. I don't know if they're still called the Pinkertons. No, they are. They are still called? They are, because Hasbro contracted the Pinkerton company to go to a YouTuber's house. What? To get Magic the Gathering cards that Hasbro sent them. Why would you... They sent the dude cards. Then they hired the company... The Pinkertons! Notorious for bombing... And murder and kidnapping... Union workers? There, there is a, a, a government law called the Anti-Pinkerton Act. No, I did not know there that. There is a law called, literally, it is called the Anti-Pinkerton Act of it's, 1867. I believe, a, no, it was, um... What a fucking just blunt name for, like, normally they have law names like the Patriot Act, or the Liberty Act, or the Freedom for Friends of America Act, right? Like, this one. <laughs> the anti, like, fuck them Pinkertons, dog. The Anti-Pinkerton Act of 1893 was a law passed by the U.S. Congress to limit the federal government's ability to hire private investigators or mercenaries. <laughs> Blackwater. The Anti-Pinkerton Act is considered within 5 U.S.C. 3108 and, and purports to specifically restrict the government of the United States as well as the District of Columbia from hiring employees of Pinkerton specifically <laughs> or similar organizations. Yeah, because now we just hire Blackwater. Um, they're not called Blackwater anymore either. No, the government doesn't hire Blackwater. The private sector who works with the government hires Blackwater. Uh, he heard you, you're pretty low on, uh, you know, troops over there in Afghanistan. Hi, um, Ted! So... Hasbro hired the Pinkertons to go snatch some playing cards from a YouTuber that they sent the cards to I'm on assuming purpose. on accident. Yeah, it had to have been on accident, right? And I guess Dummy went on YouTube immediately and was like, oh, well, I gotta unbox it for everybody. Guess right? how many YouTube followers this guy's channel has? 
What? What are we talking? Like eight million, twenty. Thirty-two hundred. Hey yo, hold on, cause they sent the Pinkertons on a guy with thirty-two hundred subscribers. So, so that's cool because no, not not them calling the Pinkertons, right? Like I that's think never it's cool. That's I never no, cool. I think it's cool that he was getting like card releases with thirty-two hundred followers. That's dope. Yeah, I mean right? that's, that's cool. Like, but it does sound it is like the thing that Wizards does is they like give people. You know, you get to promo this new card as it's getting spoiled. Yeah. Um, what else do I get? Nothing. And, uh, this card that will be fucking like. You don't even get the card. You just get to say that the card is now going to exist. Oh wow, wow! So you don't get to keep the cards, right? They. You get it. You you get experience. Do they call the Pinkertons on everybody to take the cards back? Dangerous precedent that. Realistically, in American politics, has existed for over a hundred years. But when a toy company does it, Dude, by the way, this no, is also this... the same company that owns Peppa Pig, Transformers, and Monopoly. Uh, There's a little bit of irony in that. I was gonna say this actually is historically accurate because that's who was hiring the Pinkertons in the first fucking place um, was companies. Tammany Hall. Once the gov, well, yeah, once the government stopped hiring them to, you know hunt down check uh money forgers and things like that because that's what they were originally doing they were hunting down counterfeiters and things like that um but yeah today yeah, you learned yeah. there is something literally the united called steel the anti-pinkerton act yeah yeah um the more you know reading rainbow but corporations are still allowed to hire them to do things like harassing you for wanting a livable wage and you know uh for accidentally receiving cards that the corporation sent to you uh, <laughs> you know a corporation might also lash back at the government for threatening to build a private or to build a prison next to a theme park Rondon Santon versus the mouse. Rondon Santon. Oh, can we? That felt so racist. I apologize for every single last part. For what you did? For both of us. I just went like, Rondon Santon, and then a crazy anime sound. Yeah, nah, and all of that felt extremely culturally inappropriate. <laughs> um, appreciation or appropriation? <laughs> you decide. Uh, ideation. More I than walk the line. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I walk the line. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, so Rondon Santon. Rondon Santon versus the mouse. Yeah, nah, him and the mouse have been going back and forth at it for a while now. Yeah, basically, um, you know, Rondon Santon was trying to exercise a whole bunch of, um, governmental... Yeah, no, no, that's uh, how he... Unconstitutional governmental yeah, sanctions he, on Disney. He keeps that flexing on Disney. actually already said in a previous act that allows Disney to basically function uh, essentially as the Vatican of Florida. Yeah. He's trying to paint himself as the good guy in the scenario by going after Big Corp, right? Um, which ho oh, ho, you got another thing coming, buddy. Which puts me, as the socialist that I am, in a weird position, right? Because here I am, voting for the corporation, <laughs> right? Like, how you gonna make me do that, Ron? Ron, see, this is how weird Ron DeSantis is as a person. He makes socialists be like. 
Ah, oh, but that corporation though, like Disney should Disney should be allowed to oh, on you. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's okay to be gay. <laughs> it's not okay to hit on your students though when you're a college professor. Oh, that's a no no. Allegedly. We're just gonna disregard the fact that uh the founder of my company was a massive semite. I'm I'm almost certain Ron DeSantis has said some very problematic things about Jewish people because he likes to drink at parties with his students. I'm pretty sure he uses the N-word. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. When he's rapping to songs at parties while he's drinking with his students. Did you? I show you the Daily Show clip of Roy Wood Jr. when he was talking about uh, <laughs> the potential murder and they're just like, look, now they're talking about killing, they're talking about killing white people and they're lamenting about how they can't kill black people. That's progress. <laughs> That's, awful. That's awful. You know, it's not progressive though. A college professor drinking with his underage students. You're giving Rondon Santon too much credit. He was in high school. A high school teacher. Oh, was he a high school teacher when that happened? <laughs> um, also, way to go, Ron DeSantis, for making me side with Donald Trump. God damn it. How despicable of a person do you have to be to make people go, well, I agree with Donald. Eating pudding with your fingers is kind of weird. <laughs> and I like how he went on, what was it, fucking Tucker Carlson to be like, I've never eaten pudding with my fingers. And not, I wasn't drinking with my underage high school students. Like, he was way more concerned with being looked at like a weirdo for eating pudding with his fingers than a weirdo for drinking with his underage high school students. I'm sorry, I'm not going to let that Know your go. voter base. <laughs> Did you say know your voter base? So you guys are going to be graduating next year, huh? That's cool. Just make sure that when you go out there, you're doing your civic duties, okay? You gotta vote, and I, you know, you're, you know, you gotta vote with your All morals. Ron's, like Ron's whole street team is a bunch of like twenty-three-year-olds in camo with dad bods and beards, and did you just send them out to high school parties? He's like, find all the seventeen-year-olds and convert them. You, hey guys, I got a six-pack. You want to talk about politics? You need booze. <laughs> Ew. Ew, Ron. While he just sits in the truck, scooping fucking pudding with three. That's <laughs> so gross. 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 But yeah, Disney basically brought this lawsuit against him, and they're just like, um, so here's example A, B, C, and D with credible evidence that um, the Rondon Santon has been Is using an uh, abuse uh, power. power. Also, shout out to Legal Eagle, who pointed out way back when to a law from the 17th century England? England? To make basically the nail in this case. Elaborate, please. I'll pause and I will let you watch the video and I will drop the little bit of clip from said video here in the recording. 
And now we get to the extremely wonky, but extremely juicy legal details of how Disney actually pulled this off. Because Disney's lawyers say that everything they did was strictly in accordance with the law. And if they're right, it will be thanks in part to an ancient legal principle, which has bedeviled law students for generations. How many generations? Well, a lot. In fact, we have to go all the way back to the 17th century in England to the very real and very much less woke kingdom of Charles I. And his second and third sons, Henry and Charles, were locked in an epic legal dispute, which came to be known as the Duke of Gloucester's case. Henry argued that the complex scheme of shifting ownership dictated by his father's will was illegal because it tied up property for too long. And the court agreed, thus creating what became known as the rule against perpetuities, a legal concept so famously complicated that it has been included on every bar exam for decades as a kind of hazing ritual for the legal profession. Uh, in essence, the court held that it was bad public policy to allow landowners to lock up property forever, i.e. in perpetuity. And at the time, England was rapidly transitioning from a feudal society to one based on capitalism and trade. And so it made sense that the court decided that allowing landowners to wall off great swaths of the country's assets from sale would be a hindrance to the new mercantile economy. And this has become a foundational principle of English and American common law. So over the years, this rule against perpetuities has been reduced to a simple axiom. No interest is good unless it must vest, if at all, no later than 21 years after some life and being at the creation of the interest. Okay, so maybe that's not particularly that simple, but in plain interest, the law will not allow you to dictate the ownership of property forever. The best you can do is pick someone who is alive at the time that the document is signed and peg your instructions to that person's lifespan plus a maximum of 21 years after they die. That person is known as a quote, life and being, commonly referred to as a measuring life, and that person doesn't have to be a party to the contract. You can make a measuring life Miley Cyrus or Barack Obama or your brother's new baby. Uh, it doesn't matter. It just has to be someone alive at the time of the contract. All right, so how does this work in practice? Well, let's say that Scrooge McDuck wants to leave his mansion to Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, in his will, he writes, I leave my home to my beloved nephews for life and then to their children when the last of them reaches the age of 25. Now, in theory, Huey, Dewey, and Louie could father children or ducklings uh, on the last day of their lives. So this will violates the rule against perpetuities because it exceeds the measuring lives. That's Huey, Dewey, and Louie by more than 21 years. But change 25 to 21 and say my nephew's lives plus 21 years and it's probably all good. So what does this have to do with Ron DeSantis trying to burn down Mickey's clubhouse? Well, Florida, like most states, has modified its rule against perpetuities. It's no longer 21 years. In fact, in 2022, the state changed the rule from 360 years to 1,000 years, which is pretty optimistic considering how much of the state's population lives in coastal areas, which could be affected by sea level rise. But Disney and the RCID board knew that DeSantis and his allies in Tallahassee would be on the hunt for any possible way to void the declaration that strips his appointees of power over the company. Remember, the RCID board and Disney just watched the legislature pass multiple laws aimed directly at them and, and they know that he's not above enacting a 17 minute rule against perpetuities that only applies to special districts established in 1967. So to protect the company from that eventuality, they inserted this clause, quote, if the perpetual term of this declaration is deemed to violate the rule against perpetuities or any similar law or rule, this declaration shall continue in effect until 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. And you should know in May, King Charles will be officially inaugurated 
executed as King of England. He has two sons, five grandchildren who are living as of the date of this declaration. So for the purposes of this contract, they are the measuring lives. Prince William's children are Prince George, age nine, Princess Charlotte, age seven, and Prince Louis, who is four. Prince Harry's children with his wife, Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, are Prince Archie, who is three, his baby sister, Princess Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor, born June 4th, 2021 in Santa Barbara, California. As the youngest of King Charles's descendants living at the time of this contract, she is statistically the likeliest to be the ultimate measuring life of this contract. They solved this issue like way, way back. <laughs> like, what, what the legal age of their like contractual rights to the land so, property? Yeah, basically, Disney set up the property so if Florida tried to back off on their contractual their contract, ownership, the contract would continue through the last life plus 21 years of the last remaining descendant of King Charles, the whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, the new King of England. And I just feel that's a boss move um, from the right. mouse, right? Who had the foresight to be like, oh, uh, Florida is up to some function. But I guess uh, according to Legal Eagle, like Florida regularly tries to like you know, fuck with Disney and um, their control over the domain of the land purchased and like them, them also Whoa, being like, like selling state ground to a public to, or to a private corporation is a bad idea. Yo, that's I mean, but Disney like that park is enough. That's enough space to be a small city. Yeah, dude. It's like, Florida's Vatican. Yeah, it really is. It the, really is the, Florida's Vatican. It is the largest employer in the state, right? Which And is, they have themselves a self-sustaining government they can build their own like like disney really is its own fucking country it's, inside get, florida. it is an autonomous body inside of florida yeah. which is why ron is going all white blood cell and that bitch trying to attack disney from the inside and really like you know flex his muscle and be like i'm not gonna be bullied around by these corporations to make me think of the movie osmosis jones no because he's not cool enough for that, even to Chris be the Rock village. voice Osmosis Jones? Yes, yes. Chris Rock, yeah. We do have uh, one other little tidbit that we have to touch on with this episode, and um, it's uh, 787 million dollars. Seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars being worth paid to Dominion Voting Company by Fox News. It's a out-of-court settlement. Oh, oh. Okay. Because Fox determined that $787 million, million dollars. would be less of a hit to their reputation and bottom line than going to the trial. Well, Doug, that's obviously the smart decision because have you heard some of the shit that was coming out of this fucking trial, dude? The way these leaks keep rolling out about, like, the news heads the way they talk about like the voting base and that whole scandal and all of that shit it's already doing even well you would think it would already be doing irreparable damage to fox news's reputation i have anecdotal evidence that it kind of is and i think that once the trump fascist haze wears off it really will settle in dude they're done they're done. Their credibility as a news station is done. 
You, they're nothing they say. They just got rid of the least credible one they had. Should have fucked it. The, all of them are slimy, smarmy, fucking worms. Tucker's kind of the worst. Though. Yeah, he is, kind of the worst. he is the smarmiest. Out of him and Ben Shapiro. He has such a punchable face. Like, if, Tucker Carlson has one of the most punchable faces I've ever seen. I think if you put him and Ben Shapiro in a room, they might end up punching. I'd be more likely to punch Tucker Carlson than Ben Shapiro. Wow. I was going to say they'd probably end up punching themselves in the face. I feel like I could talk Ben Shapiro into punching himself in the face. <laughs> like, I could I could basically, like, inception the idea of he Dude. would own the libs if he punched himself in the, in the face. face. I'd, like, I'd, I would pay money to see you do that. To um, talk Ben Shapiro into, into punching, punching himself, himself in the, the face. face. Yes. And then being like, yeah, I'll own the libs. You said that I wasn't tough enough to do that? So, you said Tucker is out, though. Tucker is... Out. He's not even getting a final show to say goodbye. What? For real? They no. they they gave him the Wayne's brothers treatment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> not even getting a final show to say goodbye. Damn. And apparently their their statement on letting him go was very short. And right. apparently what? thanks to some, you know, actual investigative journalism from sources like WAPO and the New York Times, we have found out that uh, you know, good old Rupert Murdoch has uh, for the second week in a row, I'll use this reference, a burn book on every single on-air personality. Obviously. And, and would that, you be surprised uh, the if they was, got um, rich with tabloids? than amicable. Oh, obviously? You think Tucker was... He is the most watched TV personality in America. He's, Joe, he's the Joe Rogan of TV. Of, yeah, of cable news. You think he... Dude... I wouldn't be surprised. Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. But like, yeah, I, I, you know, he'll probably start a podcast. No, he's gonna land his webbed reptilian feet somewhere. Yeah, the yeah. I, God, I just, I just pray he doesn't go over to like Newsmax. Well, or, he's not gonna no. be. I'll tell you one place he won't be because we won't be there either. That's NPR. Jesus. Uh, could you? Uh, it's hilarious to me to just think he started out at MSNBC. Yeah. And then got his shit ate by fucking John Stewart. <laughs> I watched a couple of the, uh, the the really intense John Stewart interviews before, and like recently, and the ones that really cracked me up are the Bill O'Reilly ones. Do you think? Because like one of the later ones in the Bill O'Reilly, he was just like, you know why you get so heated, Bill? And he's just like, why? He's like, cause you like me. Oh, I remember that one. I remember that one. Dude, and, like, you can tell after watching enough of them. Bill does like John. Yeah, he thinks that... Do you think John feels the same way about Tucker Carlson that Barack Obama feels about Donald Trump? Right, because there's a lot of people that point to the joke that Barack made at the White House Correspondents' Dinner about Donald Trump wanting to be president but never, like, being able to achieve it being the catalyst that set him off on running for president <laughs> and like Jon Stewart got Tucker Carlson's show cancelled <laughs> then Tucker became the most watched TV personality in America right do you see what I'm saying here like maybe maybe always confirm your kill liberals it's like Ted, here, Ted hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. Ted, I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> I take 
Jon Stewart is offered a controlling stake in Fox News, and he revamps the entire network. It's more like a title shift. Um, I don't think it would happen. I don't think it would happen either. If there's... Do you think John would even say yes? No. If he's given full control. No, I literally just read a whole Vanity Fair article about how um, Rupert Burdock might be like dying, and what's yeah, going- he's a fucking coffin dodger. Uh, well, he's also had like COVID and like is like suffering from like complications from that shit because he's old as fuck. Yeah. And what's going on with like the passing of the torch is a lot like secession. <laughs> And the fact, another show I have to catch up on. Yeah, another show I have to really honestly watch. I've the, seen a couple episodes. Yeah, it's about it. Yeah, no, the Vanity Fair article was pretty good at describing like what's going on on like the inner circle of that. And now Rupert has like got to come back in and kick a whole bunch of people out of their fucking jobs, which is why I said that company's like fucking done. I think it is actually like tasteful poetic justice that this is the way Fox News goes out if it does go because I, I can't see it recovering from this right like it will always have like it's diehard fan base because it has but it lost like, almost a billion dollars yeah it has supplemented itself though firmly in the foundation of Republican ideology in America right but the company is losing billions of dollars as we speak and i'm sure the stock of the company is going down because of this whole lawsuit and everything oh, they, like it was that. like a, almost a five percent drop when they announced that Cuck, tucker was gone cucker Cuck, <laughs> <Tarleson. laughs> there we go cucker tarleson <laughs> we have rondon santon and cucker tarleson um so i feel like you know what fox is going to go back to like essentially the budget it had in like the fucking 90s right like where it was almost like a tabloid shit show in itself. So, good. Good for it. Oh, and Don Lemon's gone too. I feel some kind of way about this. Go on, Ken. Well, no, because, like, I mean, first of all, for, foremost, like, fuck Don Lemon. Um, like, no disrespect, but, like... No disrespect, but fuck Don, Yeah, like, Don has done some questionable things that I don't necessarily agree with. It's like the things that I wish Don Lemon would do is the things that he got fired for. Which is why I can't be like, fuck Don Lemon, because there's a lot of sources saying now this is a video circulating of him really pulling up on this politician over, um, you know, black rights in America. And this dude, this Indian politician, Indian American politician was arguing that the NRA helped secure freedom for black people in America. And Don was like what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, I don't even know what ethnicity you are, but how are you going to tell me as a black man living in America about my experience and how I should be grateful for the quote unquote freedom that I've gained up until this point and then tell me you're offended because the dude was like, I'm offended that you say black people haven't really progressed any since the civil rights movement and Don was like yo what the fuck what are you talking about like have you seen what's going on in this country he was like black people have made lots of progresses like yo like chill out chill out and that's what you get fired that's what you fired a man for so you're gonna talk about somebody who didn't make any progress during the civil rights movement how about I talk about somebody who hasn't made any progress since the jackass movement what kind of transition what kind of 
wild ass white ass transition go ahead go off let's talk about bam margera oh my god you got bam margera news bam margera is on the run from the cops oh my god he's pulling an ezra miller yeah, um, 43-year-old Bam Margera is now on the run from the cop for, uh, I mean, a variety of reasons. But, I mean, he recently went viral double-dog daring Johnny Knoxville to a bare-knuckle boxing match. And as we all know with Johnny Knoxville, he never says no to a double-dog dare. He's also recovering from a concussion that left him, like... Well, Bam is also impaired. in recovery from addiction that he couldn't actually keep for the filming of Jackass Forever, which is why he is omitted from the film. And part of the reason he was like, they wanted me on all of these drugs. I couldn't have sex with my wife, even though his wife and him are estranged. And, you know, the last time he saw his wife is he was like, I want to see my kid and the wife is like the kid has their own mind and then bam started screaming in the thai restaurant well i have my own mind too um, oh yeah no bam is a hot mess and no snakes were involved during the filming of any of that neither so. was don Vito. rest in peace oh r.i.p or ryan dunn also R.I.P. And you know, in all honesty... He's been going off since Ryan Dunn died. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're putting things into context here... I really think Ryan Dunn just <laughs> dying. I think it just fucked Bam. Yeah. No, absolutely. It but really looks it's like getting it. really hard to feel sorry for Bam. Yeah, because, um, dude, you, you made millions of dollars doing Jackass. Go get some help. Right, like I'm sure he doesn't have Even all like that. Bam, in, like right. that was a that was must see TV when we were younger for white people. <laughs> I would say for you know millennials growing up during if the it wasn't aughts, for the Bam early aughts, I never would have discovered the band Him, and Him is fucking incredible. They're gay as shit, but they're amazing. Wow. Well, uh, Bam also very sus. Uh, what's also super sus is him being, what's he on the run for? Pennsylvania State Police have issued an arrest warrant for Bam Margera following a, quote, physical confrontation on Sunday. In a statement, police say that they were called to a Chester County residence at 11 a.m. on April 23rd in response to a reported disturbance. The Damn. former Jackass star was allegedly involved in an altercation with someone at the household who suffered minor minor injuries. Margera fled into a wooded area prior to the arrival of the oh state God. police and has not been located at this time, reads the statement. A warrant for his arrest was issued on Monday. Margera's brother, musician, Jess Margera, who was the drummer of CKY, appeared to confirm the confrontation on social media. Tweeting from a verified account on Monday, Jess Margera posted a screenshot of Instagram correspondence in which he said, Bam, threw some punches at me, which I blocked. <sighs> this nigga went on the run in the woods because he fist fought his brother. Man. Man. Let me tell you something. I bet 
It's like, nah, there's probably still a couple of y'all out there that are like, he's still cute though, but all you girls, it's like, bam, it's so hot. Like, that's, 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 this is your king? This is your king? He fist fights his brother and then runs off in the woods and disappears like fucking Batman. Margera appeared on Steve-O's. Steve-O is a fucking podcast. Yeah, yes he does. Literally everyone. God damn it. Margera said on Steve-O's podcast, Basically, I was pronounced dead on December 8th. Margera said, I did not know that I had gnarly COVID and my body was shutting down. I went into four seizures, each one lasting 10 to 20 minutes. On the fourth one, I bit my tongue so hard it was nearly falling off. It got so swollen and puffy I couldn't fit it in my mouth. I was drinking the infected blood, which gave me pneumonia as well. Did he say gnarly COVID? He did. As in like... Gnarly, yeah. <laughs> like, or is that like the best? Like, like gnarly, as in like gross. Yo, I know. I mean, I get it, but I'm over here. Like, is that the medical term? <laughs> Do you think Bam Margera knows the medical term to anything? <laughs> this everything. is the guy that Bird threw Bird. an alligator in the bathroom while his uncle was taking a shit <laughs> for advanced stage COVID right like doc this is the guy who invited Slayer to play in his front yard can you imagine the doctor walking into the office like Zig I need you to sit down and have a seat I have something to tell you you've got gnarly AIDS also, <laughs> don't look great right now you got a you got a gnarly case of uh, staph infection Anytime Bam Margera is going on some Ezra Miller shit, I would say that that that's actually pretty normal. But this—that's pretty normal. Uh, I will say, we this will is... we will talk about it in the future day. But I don't think it's normal to hear the fucking Flash movie being like anointed the goat superhero movie. The goat, the greatest of all time. People are really pumping this thing up. And the fact that Ezra Miller is still walking scot free while Jonathan Majors got the boot is more just proof another reminder that, that white privilege exists. And it's still pretty, <laughs> still pretty normal. Uh, the fact that we can't find something unusual to end this episode on, though. Is just more proof that you should buy of all of your Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, board games, card game supplies at TokenMTG.com and use the promo code Ziggy to get 10% off of your order. And that should be normal. We'll catch you guys next week. You can find us, though, at the Flood Pod, and that's on everything. Deuces! Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.